So I haven't named her. If you want to help me with that, I mean, we certainly can, but that looks like um, that would like, if you shouted into it, it would echo back. Like, you know, (laughs) uh, and she's got to pull her hair back to access the clitoris there, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's pretty good. I, like we talked about, I think she is what? 39 couple kids. That's right. Ready to settle down. She's had her fun. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the come on man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of come on, man. If you haven't done so already, please like fave subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review. It helps more than you know. Um, I'm going to read another five-star review. This one's from Hill Scott. He says, very entertaining. Not only do I learn a lot from each episode, but it's also just fun to be a fly on the wall to listen to some of these conversations. Um, If you want a free shout out, Uh, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes and I will read it in an upcoming episode. Uh, Before I go any further, guys, check this out. I am recording this intro and outro on StreamYard, so I can do this now. Oh, I want to give a shout out to the Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. Right now, there's five tiers available, but coming in January, there's only going to be three. Um, and the prices are going to be tier one, $10, tier two, $50, uh, and then tier three is $100. Now, with tier two, you will get unlimited tech support for me. That also includes voice messages and video messages uh, because it's all done over Telegram. It's if, And if you're not familiar with Telegram, it's like texting but on steroids i love it it's it's such a cool platform to use for this and you can also do video calls and stuff like that with it as well but uh, you basically just get unlimited access to me over over telegram and that's like it's only 50 bucks a month you know if you're if you're having troubles on a dating app you don't know what to say to a chick just send me a screenshot of what what you've said so far man i'll tell you what to say I'll tell you what to say. And then you'll eventually pick it up. You'll pick up how to properly play mirror game and stuff like that with texting. Um, and then tier tier three, uh, the, the premium tier, it's a hundred bucks a month. You get a, you'll get a video call with that um, every month, plus the unlimited texting. So it's the best value. And um, it's basically gives you one-on-one direct coaching with me and we can, we have follow-up calls once a month with that, but you get the unlimited texting with that. So right now um, that's tier five. And if you sign up now, you get two calls per month, but you have to lock in the annual option to, to get that. Um, Let me hide this. Also want to say, ha, <laughs> Sign up for the email list, list list.comeonmanpod.com, and you'll get some free stickers. Um, You know, these are what the the stickers essentially look like there, but just sign up. Basically, with the email list, I'm not spamming people. What I'm trying to do is uh, basically make myself cancel-proof, right? Uh, You know, last year, my account on TikTok got, got, uh, got banned, and I had... I've 
it's taken me this long to try to rebuild. I still haven't gotten back to where I was last year on TikTok. So uh, to try to avoid that going further, I'm trying to get people that are really into the show uh, to sign up for the email list. And as a thank you for that, I'll mail you some free stickers free of charge. I will cover the postage. I just want you to get on the email list. And then that way, if I ever get deplatformed, I can send an email out and uh, you guys can, you know, I can, I can tell you where to follow me going forward. And I love StreamYard. This this is awesome. All right, guys. Uh, my guest this week is uh, an interesting lady. I met her on Twitter. She's the owner of Traditional Taboo. Um, I believe it's in the Phoenix area. She hates being called a coach per se and thinks of herself more as a guide. She goes by M and she offers kink-friendly counseling for couples and in individuals. And uh, man, we had a we had a really fun conversation. I think you guys were going to get a lot out of this. She's a she's a pretty cool cool lady, um, and I'll bring you that conversation right after these words. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Upfront payment of forty-five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty-one twenty-four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty-first, twenty twenty-four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hey you! I'm gonna make this real quick. I know you hate ads. If you like this show, if you love this podcast, if you think more men should tune in, then you should consider joining my Patreon. You will be supporting the show and I get to help more men level up their lives. There's now five tiers available, starting as low as $5 a month. It's like buying me a beer and each tier gives you better bonuses. Visit patreon.com slash come on man pod to sign up. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. One last time, that's patreon.com slash come on man pod. Help me help more men level up and be better with women. All right. Joining me this week is an interesting lady who I met on Twitter. She's the owner of Traditional Taboo. Yes. She, hates, she hates being called a coach per se and thinks of herself more as a guide. She goes by M. What's going on, M? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I apologize that we couldn't do this last week. This for the guys uh, listening, we were scheduled to do this last week, and my computer totally crashed on me, so, so we had to push this back a week. While I, I, I spent all day re recovering my computer. It was like uh, I started in the morning fidgeting with it. That's when I reached out to you saying, "Hey, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this." Yeah, I was I was working on it until like 10 p.m. till I, I finally got it going again. I wasn't sure if it was like a red pill thing where you want to keep me wanting more or something like that. I mean, I've, I've been paying attention. So I thought you were like canceling on me last minute to just like hook me in or something. You guys don't do you that know? shit. No, oh. guys, don't, guys don't do the cancel last minute thing to try to no? do some kind of bullshit shit test. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> I I'm not, I like you called me a lady. Like you're like this lady here. Like, I feel old and I guess I kind of am. So I'm a little bit out of like the, you know, the dating scene a bit. Are you? What well, you're in a, you're in a steady monogamous relationship. Right? Yeah. I'm married. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. How long yeah, you been married? 10 years. Okay. Solid run. Yeah. How's yeah, that going? It's, it's phenomenal. But again, 
we live a DS lifestyle, so it's not, it's never dull, yeah. you know? When you say so the typical, I was say, when you say DS, you're talking about like Dom sub. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's got, it's exciting all the time. You know, it's always taking things to another level and keeping things interesting. And, um, I can say I was never in a relationship longer than two years prior to him. So mm -hmm. that was like, for me to make it this long is a big deal. I would have to be pretty damn entertained to do that because I, I personally don't think that we're monogamous by nature. I think that if you make that choice, it's a choice that you have to make every day. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Would you, so were you, would you say that you're into the, the Dom sub thing before you met your husband or was that something that he sort of taught you and you're like, Oh shit, I actually kind of dig this or, or was that? No, like we grew in it together. So mm. how it, how it was honestly, like when I see a lot of, it's interesting because I didn't really have social media too much. I wasn't into it. Um, but once I started getting it, especially the Twitter, and I started seeing like the red pill community and I started kind of getting, because I, I feel like everybody was kind of friendly to me in that community, which is nice, but um, it was strange. I didn't know a lot of these things like women being, having this masculine energy. And that was even something men noticed. Like I, I didn't know that. So um I definitely was one of those like masculine women, like mm. the ones that, you know, come in with a whole lot of energy. I'm not afraid of confrontation. Um, I'm not afraid of like public speaking or I'm pretty assertive. I've always had like careers in male dominated fields. I'm just mm -hmm. comfortable with men. Um, so I just, I didn't have that like feminine energy and so when I came into this with him, it took like a very dominant man to bring out that more feminine side of me. And he mm -hmm. still works on that like to this day because I don't identify with my feelings very well and I need to have like help with that. But, um, but we grew in it together. It was just like, we've always had crazy, wild, fun sex and it just grew into like, let's make this a regular thing where you know, we do it 24 seven and we live a dynamic where, you know, I, I do pretty much everything domestically and, mm -hmm. um, take, take care of every one of his needs whenever he needs it. Um, and he takes care of me and, you know, other ways. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you it's think a perfect arrangement? Do you think that, um, with books and movies like, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. You're gonna say it. I knew it. Well, I'm just, I'm just curious though. Do you think that uh, it's become more of a popular idea to do this yeah. because of those movies and books? Yeah, for sure. It definitely has, and the concept of it is not realistic. So mm -hmm. it's fine if you want to bring in like the slap tickle blindfold stuff into your bedroom. Like I'm all about that. Obviously, I want people to have healthy, happy sex lives. Um, but when you're doing it 24 seven, it's not like what movies and books like that portray because that's so sensationalized and it's, it's largely romanticized because in reality, the Dom is not this sort of like sub worshiping, like I'll do anything to earn your, your trust and your approval. And, um, 
your attention. It's the opposite. So Mm -hmm. it's more like, again, it's more akin to like the red pill aspect where it's you, the man is in charge of his life and he's the domain of his space. And we're kind of, as a woman, we're fortunate to be brought into that space and to earn his attention and his affection. And when a man values himself like that, it becomes very easy for a, a submissive woman to like fall into that feminine energy and just kind of relax in it. And you mm-hmm. can't do that with a man that's not in charge of his space, you know, and his domain. It, yeah. It's like you sense its weakness in him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you mentioned that you were sort of um, more in your masculine and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you mm-hmm. think a lot of that is uh, our society sort of pushing that sort of narrative? Because uh, I think there's a lot of men that I are, are more feminine, you know, they're, they're being told like, Oh, it, you know, embrace your feelings more and express yourself mm-hmm. more. And so all these guys are like, okay, yeah. I mean, if that's what I got to do to get pussy and then, so yeah, then, for sure. So then all these, then, then these guys don't understand why their relationships are failing. It's like, well, you guys are not being taught to be the leaders. You're not being taught to be masculine and yeah. Know, and And it's and society does reinforce that. I totally agree with you. And I that's like kind of the main idea of what I do with my clients and with the counseling is I want and I try to get people to align back into their natural masculine and feminine energy. Now, of course, there's like those those exceptions to the rule where you have like a man that just naturally has a lot of feminine energy. And I think in that case, then he would need a more masculine energy female, right? Mm-hmm. If that's how it goes for him, like if he's heterosexual. But in the in the extent of like me personally and the way I grew up in society, it was definitely this sort of if you if I led with feminine energy, I would have been eaten alive. You yeah. know, like I I would not have been able to survive in my environment because I had older brothers, very strong, dominant father, a whole street full of males that when I grew up, we played like every day outside. Um, And then like I worked in law enforcement for a while. I've worked in legal fields. Um, So for me, it was like male dominated everything. And if I didn't have a lot of masculine energy in those environments, I wouldn't have been accepted. I wouldn't have been able to you know, feel like I belonged in each one of those separate environments. And then again, the idea that women, it's kind of made fun of if women are like, it's looked down upon if we're emotional or we're in this world nowadays. It's Mm -hmm. like, if you're emotional or you, you know, come across submissive, you're weak and people tend to think that they can take advantage of you and you have nothing really to offer. So it's strange. I think it does. Society does kind of promote that with feminism in our culture. And, uh, and likewise with men too, it's like, I get what you're saying about the whole feelings thing, because obviously, um, while I went through school for counseling, it was very much like getting men to connect with their feelings. And it's just, it's not that men shouldn't, or even that they can't, like they're somehow dysfunctional and can't do it. That's not correct. Men are very feeling, you know, beings, but they just relate to their feelings in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it is. So to have men try to relate in a feminine way, 
is um, it's dysfunctional to them. It doesn't make sense to them. It makes them feel like they're kind of wearing shoes that don't fit is the best analogy that I, I can come up with. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I was going to say that. Yeah, that's really well said. I, I once heard Rolo described as, or he just, he said, men don't emote the same way women emote, but we're expected Mm-mm. to emote the same way because of egalitarianism. And yeah. So- and it's, it's true. It doesn't work like that. Like it, it literally on every process, biologically, neurologically, physiologically, we're not the same. And to encourage those, like there's one kind of set way for emotions to be communicated or there's one kind of set way to identify with emotions is like asinine in my opinion and it's alienating so many men and in um in the same vein like it's also ruining couples that are going like to couples therapy thinking that they're going to achieve something there Mm -hmm. but their dynamic and their polarity is just completely you know, for, um, I'm, I'm not super graceful with my words, but for lack of better words, it's fucked up. And you can't, if, if that kind of energy is, is fucked up, the couple will not work. It doesn't matter how much you talk through everything. It just, it's dead in the water. Yeah. You need polarity of some, in some fashion for it to work out long-term. Um, Mm -hmm. let me, let me ask you this. So you said you have a law enforcement background. Mm-hmm. Why kink? Why? What made mm-hmm. you want to coach people on this particular subject matter? So when I was in school, from the time I did my, um, like the prerequisite studies, my bachelor's, and then my master's degree, like for a large chunk of time in there, I was, I worked in law enforcement, but I wasn't a police officer. I did like warrant execution and um, like records. And then I was the chief secretary for a bit. So it was a very interesting position. Um, And the two worlds are not all that different. If you think about it, you're dealing with men that and not to say that cops are like power tripping. Some are for sure. Um, but it definitely plays to the alpha male, you know, stereotype and that kind of trope with uh, leadership and, you know, justice and these concepts that are very masculine concepts. Um, so it's not that different to think that in working in law enforcement with these strong males would be all too much of a transition to go to understanding dominant males because it's a pretty easy switch. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did that as just a job to help support myself while I was going through school. Ultimately, I knew I always wanted to be in counseling. Okay. But but what made you want to get into specific like couples, taboo, kink? Yeah. Well, they're the most interesting... They're the most interesting group of people. It's, uh, I like the shadow side of people's psyches. So um, where I think some people fear it and, and they, um, they don't want to hear that and they don't like feeling uncomfortable when they sit with it for a little bit. Like if somebody says they're into something that um, that particular person feels is, is taboo, right? They don't, want to sit with it. So if you're going to a counselor that doesn't um, get that aspect of the lifestyle, and let's say 
it's a DS relationship and they're going to counseling and they talk to the therapist and the therapist is like, so tell me a little about your relationship. And then they go into the fact that she likes breath breath place. So she likes to be, you know, choked out pretty heavily during sex or whatever. It's like suddenly your typical um, therapist is like your red flags are coming up, right? Like uh, you're looking for signs of abuse, signs of where the consent might not be fully there. Um, and then you'd have to be looking into reporting that, you know, situation. Um, and I just think how sad that is because people have, you know, in my opinion, very primal desires sexually. Um, and our society really like squashes them down. Um, and so I think it's natural for them to express it in a dynamic that's really comfortable with them and they feel safe in. And it's sad that the rest of the world, um, particularly Western culture, you know, but also some other cultures just don't embrace that. And it's kind of like, no, you have to do things just a certain set way and it's predictable and boring and like people don't explore that darker side of their psyche. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's like, that's where honestly I see the best sides of people when I deal with them is when they start kind of like opening up to me and telling me these darker things or these parts of their psyche that they think are dark. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, that makes you more interesting, right? It's mm -hmm. like, who who wants all the boring typical shit? Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, who wants but boring vanilla sex? That's boring. Who like, wants that, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I just, I don't get, I know so many couples that are just so bored. Mm -hmm. But the two, the both like, you know, husband, wife or male, female, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, they don't communicate that they're bored because they're too afraid of hurting each other's feelings. Mm -hmm. And so they never get anywhere and their relationship just, you know, turns stale or stagnant or they hit a glass ceiling. And then it's like all that potential was just behind it. Mm -hmm. But everybody was too afraid of confrontation and tiptoeing around things. And that's why I like kink because it pushes the boundaries like to aspects of things that people are like, I didn't even know I would have liked that. Mm -hmm. You know, for me personally, kink opened up so many doors that I was like, I had no idea I would have liked that. Mm, interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, one thing that I found on my personal journey was that, uh, I, yeah, I was, I was always afraid, like in the bedroom, I was always, uh, I sort of wanted, like, I had this idea of consent, right? Like, oh, I, I really want to know that uh, this is what she likes you know, this is, you know, I was basically going out of my way to make sure that I'm not doing anything too taboo because sure, I, I, yeah, right. And then I found out, you know, after like learning about sexual dynamics, more learning about you know, women's attraction, more that a lot of a, a good majority of women um, really do respond to a dominant guy that sort of goes for what he wants. And when I started mm -hmm. just going for what I wanted in the bedroom and just sort of, you know, not being like, I, not being like, uh, you know, abusive or anything, but just like, just yeah. putting her in the right, the position I want, put, you know, yeah. telling, telling her to do stuff, like being like talk dirty to her and stuff. And mm -hmm. I, when I started doing that, like, I just really found out that women are super responsive to that, like pulling hair and stuff, you know, like, mm -hmm. 
it's stuff that I would have never done before because I thought it was bad. It was taboo and women don't like that. It is bullshit. Women totally like that. Yeah. It, it, the thing <laughs> is, it's society like teaches this idea and it's, it's really unfortunate for both men and women, but for men, it's harder, right? Because you had the Me Too movement and you had this sort of fear that was perpetuated throughout the media um, and this kind of narrative that you have to get consent in a way that is like almost like recorded a signed contract, you know, like you want to, you know, dot your I's and cross your T's because God forbid, yeah. yeah, like God forbid she feels after the fact that she was violated because, um, you know, you didn't call her or whatnot. And then she's reporting you and then you lose your job. And I mean, it was that, that shit's out of control. You know what though? So, like I've, I've never experienced anything like that. And there's a lot of guys that I think have an unhealthy fear of that happening when mm -hmm. I don't think it happens as much as people think. It's just that the media focuses on it, you know? Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Like, I was going to comment on that when it comes to um, women, right? It's almost like society says women want this thing. And so if you think of a collective group of women taking in that message also, Mm -hmm. as they're being raised in, in society and kind of that sort of nature nurture thing. So here we're talking about nurture and planting those messages. Well, it's only natural that deep down we want the opposite, mm -hmm. but we sort of um, perform to meet society's standards and society's acceptance of us and also other women's acceptance of us as women, because that's a very harsh group there, you know? So oh, yeah. if you're not, um, if you're not meeting the standards of, of the other women, um, you will get just torn shreds. So it's almost like women act like they want that, but when it's behind closed doors and they feel safe and comfortable and they're making a consented decision to move forward, um, yeah, I think most women, the vast majority want to be dominated in the bedroom. It's, it's natural for us to want it, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you're absolutely right that it's more men fear it than necessary because there's that line, right? Like every man knows, at least not every man, but a lot of men have a decent enough awareness when he's, when he's crossing over and being a total creep, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Like you're pushing the issue too much. You're reading social cues and she's shutting down and that sort of thing. Like just be aware mm -hmm. of who you're with, what kind of messages you're receiving, be present in the situation, which is, I think what a lot of people struggle with. And you really don't have too much to worry about in my experience. Like, Oh yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent is yeah. As, as long as you, you understand uh, or, uh, the way I like to look at like dating and, and, and talking to women is uh, men really should walk through open doors. You know, they should be able to gauge a woman's interest level and yeah. really spend time with the women that, that are giving them high high levels of interest and just don't waste your time with women that aren't. And I think the guys that come off as creeps, they just don't know when to quit with women that aren't interested, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's that as well as the fact that like 
people have a very hard time in like how tech crazy we all are, right? Checking into the moment when you're on a date with somebody, mm-hmm. when you're just, and maybe you're, maybe you're in dating, you've been dating for a while or whatever, but you're at home, you're hanging out and you're totally checked out from each other because you're mutually on your phones. Um, everybody's kind of missing these bids for attention and affection. She's missing his, he's missing hers. And it's just a matter of checking into each other and being present in those Mm -hmm. moments. And people just struggle so bad with that. Mm -hmm. Just turning it off and checking in because the attention deficit issues are like real out there, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. And especially if you have a job, uh, like my day job, uh, I work at IT, so I'm I mm. I do am sort of like tethered to my phone at all times because I have to check for alerts, you know, to make sure like websites aren't crashing and and that yeah. those get those could happen at any time, which is super, you know, a super uh, cock block when it you know it's like ten o'clock <laughs> at night and get get my get my ro- romanticism on and uh, all of a sudden a server crashes is like oh yeah right <laughs> sorry babe I gotta go and deal with this <laughs> server that's down. So hot. Um, so that like, yeah, that's that kind of thing's unfortunate. But I think like a lot of people don't have jobs like that. They they have jobs that they can clock out at, you know, mm-hmm. 5 p.m. and spend time with their partner, but they just don't do that because they're addicted to social yeah. stuff. Like yeah. That. And it, it's not like you can use it, not you, but people can use that excuse where it's like, oh, it's work and it's this. And the, yeah, certain people, absolutely. Your position, um, some medical professionals, you know, stuff like that can use that kind of excuse. But in reality, um, most often it's just people being lazy mm-hmm. and for women, especially because men are, a lot of men are comfortable being in the same space with company without needing to talk, without really needing to engage, without needing to, um, have that kind of shared, I should say like a verbal communication that's sort of connecting in that way. Men are good sitting in the same room if they have like their woman next to them or like her hand on his leg, whatever, maybe he's like leaned into her, she into him and then that's good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. But for women, we tend to need a little bit more than that. Um, and effort and attention is an aphrodisiac to us. So to be robbed of that and then have a man then try to sexually connect Mm -hmm. and expect it to happen like that, is a very, it's, it's a very naive idea, right? Because women are so cerebral when it comes to our sexuality that we need the attention and we need to feel like he's checked in us. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of, you know, people are going wrong. You know, what's really helped me with that because that, that was something I struggled with a lot. Um, Most men do. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I have cats. And um, I like I I always like to I like to talk about how women are like cats a lot. But one thing they I are noticed, one thing I noticed is my female cat, she uh, isn't very affectionate. But when she is, she's it's it's very few and far between. But she'll come up and she'll she'll sort of slink onto my lap, mm-hmm. and, and I'm usually trying to do something like post a video on Twitter or whatever. And uh, and so I what I've started practicing is when she starts doing that to put my phone down and just pay attention to her and just be like, Oh, you just, you just really want my attention right now. And I, 
started doing that and getting the habit of doing that with my cat so that when my girlfriend does the same thing who my girlfriend <laughs> my girlfriend uh nurse chick she's she's uh she's even more needy than my cat she <laughs> love you babe she uh she comes up it wants my attention all the she time. looks I, phenomenal by the way just nurse chick like great job on all your fitness stuff like you look phenomenal so oh i'm she, she, listens to to she listens that's so. a lot of work that's a lot of effort and a lot of work and that's just like amazing so oh yeah she's yeah. she's she's hardcore with it her her diet uh especially leading up to a competition is is insane she eats it's like, insane yeah she's these like fish flakes uh and she has to eat them like five times a day. and i say fish flakes it's like little flakes of meat you know it's like pieces of cod i did i did yeah. bikini for a couple years when i was younger yeah and um I hated it. So I have a lot of respect for her. Like I absolutely hated it. Yeah. 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 She, she gets really into it though. She really, um, she doesn't, she doesn't necessarily enjoy the eating part, but she likes the mm -hmm. results. And then she also likes the epic cheat meal at the end of, you know, which is sure. just a nice reward. But, um, but yeah, so, so she will, come up. She likes to be in my presence a lot. And, uh, so I like to make sure that I'm aware of it. That's a real key thing for guys is just awareness. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and I realize like, Oh crap, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to her right now. So I, I got to put my phone down and really just be in the moment. And that's, that's hard for me to do, but I, I try to be conscious of it and actually try to do it. I actually think that that's a really creative idea that you applied it with your cat first. Like <laughs> I admire that. I mean, that's initiative right there, you know, yeah. like you applied it with your pussy to get more pussy. Hey, I pussy think attracts great. pussy. That's what they say. I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really do think that like women are very similar to cats in that way, because once we get that, like that affection, right, we'll go away for a little bit and we're good. And mm -hmm. we're kind of sitting at like a homeostasis as far as our emotions and our needs and we're feeling all good and taken care of and warm and fuzzy. And then, you know, something will happen and they'll dip down and then we'll come slinking back for that like reassurance. And then, you know, you pet us a little bit and then we go off and we feel good. Like yeah. if I think a lot of men would simplify their lives and solve their, a lot of their problems in their relationships and dating. If they just realize that those little momentary check-ins are huge. And if you miss one, she'll pull away and she'll resent you a little bit and she'll come back. And if you miss a second one, then that, you know, amplifies and you keep missing those opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and now she comes at you with that full force of being pissed off and neglected, mm -hmm. which is really just anxiety mm -hmm. um, and in a fear of rejection. And so she comes to him with that. And then he's like, what the fuck's your problem? Right? So it's like this big <laughs> blow up thing. Yeah. But if you just checked in in those little moments, she would have stayed good. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of maintenance, like 100%. It's a it, lot of drawing a man's attention. It, it really, um, it, it really isn't like I, I um, ever since I, I started practicing that and just being aware of it and noticing, you know, sort of, you know, watching what nurse chick does. Um, it's just like second nature. Now I just, I sort of recognize it and just, and I actually enjoy it. And I look at it, like, I, I sort of look at the challenge, like this is a, I always say it's the, it's a good problem to have, but it's not a problem at all. It's almost effortless at this point. Um, well, and the thing is, is every time you do that, mm -hmm. you're 
like giving her that validation, not saying she absolutely needs that validation from you, but obviously if you're, if you're in a couple, that's important, right? Mm -hmm. So she's getting that from you. She feels safe, secure, paid attention to her needs are met. Then she becomes something better sexually. It's like though all of those things for women are connected, Mm -hmm. all of them. So what she's lacking in your attention, your affection or whatever from, you know, in, in these scenarios, not you, when I say you, I have a bad habit of that, but, um, I know what you're what saying. What she's missing there. She uh-huh. applies sexually, right? Yeah. So she holds back sexually because she didn't get what she needed over here. And I think that a, there's a lot of men that don't make that connection. And then they wonder why they're, you know, significant others kind of like a you know, frigid, you know, bitch, or she doesn't open up or whatever. And it's usually because she didn't feel safe in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, switching gears here. Uh, we talked about it offline, but uh, what's up with the crocheted dick in the vagina in the background? <laughs> 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 so I haven't named her if you want to help me with that. I mean, we certainly wow. can, but that looks like um, it, that would like if you shouted into it, it would echo back. Like, you know, uh, and she's got to pull her hair back to access the clitoris there, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's pretty good. I, like we talked about, I think she is what, 39 couple kids. That's right. Ready to settle what down. Do you think? She's had her fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, I don't know, I guess Johnson or something. I mean, yeah. do you remember like the big Johnsons back in the day, the t-shirts? You don't remember those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the big Johnson t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. like this mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of that. But yeah, so here we have him with like a double, I don't know. He's like circumcised on the top and the bottom. Not that's, sure. Yeah, that's and kind yeah, of odd. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what, just for, of, your, for when you're, you're working with couples and stuff, you want to show them how things work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it's just fun, you know, it's just fun. And you'd be surprised at how many people um, struggle to understand their own anatomy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting, you know, Um, plus they're good conversation starters, you know, bright pink Volvo over there. Like, yeah, people are going to notice that. So yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty striking. Yeah. Let me ask you what, what kind of people come to you for help? Oh, all range. So um, I definitely market myself as a kink-friendly counselor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I get a lot of individuals too that just want to connect better with their masculine or feminine energy. Mm. So um, because I lean so male in my, like, obviously my Twitter and everything, I'm big on men's health. I'm big on masculinity. I am like, I think men are incredible. Um, and I care, genuinely care about their wellness in this world, especially how just horrible it is to men that are truly like, you know, have those like alpha characteristics. And they're just being vilified left and right and misunderstood. And that's why we have a lot of brokenness in our society. Mm-hmm. I mean, a society with weak men is just, I mean, it's, it's kind of a hopeless situation. So, um, I get a lot of men like male clients too, because it's hard to find a therapist that has a masculine approach because 
the way it's set up, and that's why I don't practice under a license, because the way it's set up, if you work under your license, there's the ethical constraints that you have to work within. Mm-hmm. And one of them is that obviously you can't communicate your biases. If you do, like, and somebody gets pissed off about that, it is very easy to lose your license. And that's a lot of work to put in to lose your license because, you know, somebody's wife was upset that you leaned masculine, right? Right. So, um, same thing when it comes to like kink and um, working with couples that do some things that might border on what the average person might see as abusive. Um, it's just kind of like a, a wide range of people. But, and I also have like a specific section that's dedicated to first responders in the military. I deal with a lot of that as well because obviously I worked in law enforcement. So I was on like um, a committee for officer involved shootings. And so I have a lot of background in that too. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Your website talks about uh, not like basically going to a therapist versus going to a, a coach. Right? Mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. uh the the ethical uh dilemmas there um have you and you also you said that you never actually finished your master's degree is that uh, so no i finished my master's degree but the part where i went to school right it combines your certification okay so it combines licensure with your program so oh. I didn't finish all my clinical hours. So my hours out practicing in the field, I didn't finish all of those because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it and not lose my license. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I know that sounds just bold, but it's true. Like I am very blunt. um, And I do think the world is in a, in a bad state when it comes to how we treat men. And I don't, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to sit in front of a couple that I see where that issue could be for him between, you know, the polarity, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I can't talk about that because she might get offended. And then I get reported. It's, um, it's a mess. You're not, you're not allowed to turn anybody down either. So mm. if you get somebody that comes to you and let's say I get a blue haired feminist that comes to me and is very like man bashing, anti-male, like anti, uh, you know, conservative beliefs and whatever. And I'm not saying like anything political there. I'm just saying like, let's say she leans very far left. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would struggle with her, right? Like to think we don't. And when I say we, meaning like therapist, don't like put that bias into what we're doing. I, I don't see how that's possible mm-hmm. um, that it somehow clouds that space, right? Like it would have yeah. to. Oh yeah. So you're not allowed to say, Hey, I don't think we're a good fit. You yeah. can't do that because it's basically like you're leading with your biases. You're saying, I, I don't think we're going to work well together. So I don't want to work with you. You can't do that. The only time you can do it is if that person, let's say, struggles with like addiction and I don't have certifications that are in line with addiction. So it's not part of my like training. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the only time you can. So I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. There's no way. Uh, You can also do it if the, if their, their insurance won't cover them and they, they can afford it too, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It's funny how, funny how that works. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that, when I, when I read that on your site though, 
Um, you follow a lot of the guys in the in the men's space. Do you, are you familiar yeah. with Ryan Christensen, uh, Hypnosis for Men? I saw I saw um, a, a tweet. I think maybe you shared it. It was a while back, and I did look at his at his Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He. Yeah. So he's a he's a hypnotist. Uh, yeah. And it's almost a, a similar situation where I think he's he he works in Texas, and he can't call it hypnotherapy. Because mm-hmm. in order to be a hypnotherapist, you also have to have like a psychology degree and have, you know, yeah. a, a license and stuff like that. But he could be a hypnotist. That's fine. Yeah. Isn't it's, that stupid? Right. Sem- like, yeah, it's it's semantics. It's at that so point. stupid because in reality, he's trained to do all of that mm-hmm. the same as, you know, somebody or largely the same as somebody who can call themselves that. And it's like, but the title makes all the difference. Like it's all this red tape bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with me when I decided to go off on my own so that I could do things the way I wanted to. Um, it was like, I had to be careful in my wording, which is why I can't call what I do therapy. Right. Even though. Can you call it counseling it, though? Is there, is there, I mean, yes. okay. Yeah. You can call I it can counseling, call it counseling um, but I cannot call it therapy because then you're kind of getting in that in that kind of gray area where somebody could misconstrue that you are you know practicing as a licensed therapist even though all of my forums go over that and my website obviously is very clear that I don't practice under a license so um but yeah it's weird it's a lot of bullshit I know it's 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 really funny to me I think um it's kind of like um I look at you know, dating and relationship coaches, mm. uh, but they can't, they can't be like marriage counselors. You know, it's not, they can't use that same title, but they're usually, I think oftentimes more effective too. Sometimes. I totally agree with you. It's weird. You know, I've seen people um, in, in like the professional space. So they're licensed that I'm like, you don't have a freaking clue with the information that you're putting out there. And I, I get that that might appeal to some people, but then I've seen some coaches where I'm like, wow. Right. Like, mm-hmm. but people, because we're taught that everything that you learn in school, like that's where all of it is. And like, that's where all the knowledge is so much of when it comes to helping people is really experience with watching, paying a lot of attention, studying patterns, um, and asking a lot of questions and genuinely caring, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, I could go to school for as long as, um, you know, I can get a doctorate, but in the end where I learned the most would have been talking to all of those officers that were in officer involved shootings or, you know, talking to a kink couple after kink couple that struggle with polarity, right? Cause those are the things you don't learn about in school. Right. So it's really weird. I agree with you. I think people shouldn't be so quick to rule out coaches um, mm-hmm. because there there could be value there. You just have to know what you're looking for and do your research, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned polarity several times. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any good resources that you would recommend for people like books or whatever to learn more about polarity? Because that the first time I ever heard about it was um, I read a book called How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne, and he talked a lot about mm-hmm. it. And he got a lot of that from David Data's work. Um, in Oh, wow. Yeah, great. Yeah. The way mm-hmm. of the superior man. I like man. his stuff. Yeah, yeah I like his stuff a lot. 
Great book. Um, are, are there any others you would recommend? You know, honestly, uh, polarity is such a weird thing. And when it comes to, I guess it would depend on whether, because there is a spiritual kind of polarity, right? Like the kind of ethereal, like essence of mm -hmm. masculine and feminine energy. And then you have like biological evolutionary psychology differences, right? Mm -hmm. And really like, I know it sounds a little trite to say this, but I think if you really study a lot of just the evolutionary differences between men and women and like mating styles and like these things that are very primal, very animalistic. And I, I get that. Um, but there is so much truth to be found in the, in there, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, but honestly, I really like, uh, the art of seduction by Robert Greene. Oh my gosh. Mm. Phenomenal. Like, I really feel if there is one book that gets overlooked for polarity, it is that book because not only does he, he describes um, how women can be in their feminine and all of that and what kind of man that tends to attract. But he also talks about like the dandy, which is like a man that is very connected to his femininity. So there's like these, he kind of blends it really mm. well. So I think that is a overlooked book and there is a lot of valuable information in that by him. I, I think he's a fantastic author. Oh yeah. I've read uh, the 48 laws of power. Yeah. That's a popular one. I couldn't stop. I, I, I was, I was really drawn into that book. I added that to my multiple read list. And so, yeah. so, so art of seduction has been on my reading list for a while, but my reading list is absurdly long. So it's phenomenal. And, and I think men really enjoy um, him because he throws in so much history in it too, mm -hmm. um, which is just kind of, you know, that men enjoy that kind of thing. Um, so I feel like he appeals to men in a lot of regards that way. But the art of seduction is just so well written um, and it explores how a man and a woman can literally kind of shift polarity to appeal to each different situation. So for a, like a dating person, it would be like my number one book that I would recommend to read. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you read uh, The Evolution of Desire by David Buss? No. Okay. That's the, mm -hmm. th that's the first book that I read that really gets into uh, evolutionary psychology. Um, yeah, I love it. I, I'm going to have to read that because that is one of my favorite like fields, you know, mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I learned about that book from uh, Paul Benjamin uh, from Apex Mindset. He told mm -hmm. me about that book. And so I, I went ahead and read that. That's a, that's a fantastic book for sure. They don't really talk about polarity per se, but the, it's... That's what I mean. They don't use yeah. the word, right? But it's like, that's what's discussed. That's the, yeah. that to me, that's like the essence of polarity because that's evolutionary like mating rituals sex differences like that's where polarity stems from mm -hmm. we just you know we add all this fancy you know um cerebral stuff to it you know as we like to elevate ourselves as humans but in reality it, we're all animals in my opinion it, it boils down to the same things yeah you and me yeah. baby ain't nothing but yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're dating yourself you know <laughs> I, I know so so i mean this is kind of a a very broad question but um i find like when i'm when i'm talking with with other guys and it, you know we're talking about relationships and dating and stuff like that 
there's always some common denominators that guys are running into, right? So I would ask, like, what's what's one of the biggest struggles your your female clients experience? Um, indecisiveness from men. Okay. Number one. Number one, um, the, like you were saying, kind of like this lack of, of initiative, like a lack of wanting to take the lead, being afraid. Mm -hmm. So I think it, what I try to explain to my female clients is kind of picture that he's innocently trying to appease you, right? Because a lot of men struggled with these dominating overbearing mothers and at least that's a theme I see along among my male clients is just like very abusive, toxic mothers. We're also, um, we're also taught happy wife, happy life, like our entire Yeah. Right. That's yeah. An, again, another one of those kind of cliches pushed around through society. So I think it comes from this really genuine place in men, but women vilify it and can't stand it because to us, it's just this idea that, well, you don't, you want us to do it all for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's very hard for us to simultaneously make decisions or to lead the relationship and relax and respect him. So mm -hmm. those two things don't go very well together. Um, so well, well-intentioned men are getting very, uh, like they're being vilified in their relationships because the women are like, what the hell? Like make decisions. You're the man, you know, you're the one that's supposed to be leading the relationship. But this kind of idea that he's having to please and he's, he's worried about like her emotions and she might freak out and all of this fear, um, it really comes across as weakness to women. And so I, I deal with, I would say that's the number one thing yeah. is just men are very afraid of upsetting uh, women and having like the, the, you know, emotional storm of a woman, which I did a tweet about this the other day. It's like yesterday, I think you just have to take it very casually. You know, as a man, you have to listen and just be like, okay, you know, let her blow off steam or whatever. Don't take it personally and make, you know, comforter, make kind of light of the situation, depending on if she's somebody who diffuses with uh, humor and whatever. And you'll go so much further than tiptoeing around her. Like it's just, it's like the quickest way to dry vagina. You know, uh, the, the whole idea of being decisive, uh, I actually, I learned from a book called um, Atomic Attraction. And, and this, he, tell, he tells a, a case study of uh, basically, you know, how to handle the situation where, you know, couples get into that argument about, you know, where do you want to eat, honey? That, that mm. whole cliche. And he says in the book, he's like, just, pick a place, right? He's like, you're the man, just say, honey, let get your, get your jacket. We're going out for steak tonight. And, and when I started doing that, I, uh, I noticed a, a huge difference in my relationship yeah. just because like, I, I noticed that every gal that I dated and I did that with, I never got any flack for it. I never got any pushback. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys are afraid like, well, if I pick a place, she's not going to like it. Bullshit, dude. She, She's not going to care. She just wants you to be the man and lead. And uh, and I'm, even if she didn't like it, that's an opportunity to like play with that dynamic, right? This is yeah. why, this is why I like kink. This yeah. is why I like DS because DS takes a lot of that bullshit out. Mm. So as a man, you're leading your relationship. You set up parameters and rules for how 
you know, she interacts with you um, and your expectations for her. Right. And although a lot of women hear that and go like, Oh, I don't want to have rules. Right. It's, you can do it lightly and playfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do it in an extreme way. It depends on the kind of woman you're dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can set that up in a situation where like, she's the one who ultimately decides the restaurant um, because you don't want to deal with it. Right. So mm-hmm. that's a parameter or maybe as your parameter, as the dom in the relationship, you set, you decide everywhere you guys go and she can't object. Mm-hmm. And if she objects, then she gets a spanking. Right. So it's this fun, like <laughs> you can make it so much fun. But I think like you're saying, these men are like afraid. Oh, what if she doesn't want to go there? Well, too bad. I want to go there. Yeah. Like oh. say something like, you know, I, I get it. Maybe you don't want steak tonight. They have chicken. No, we're going there. Cause I want to go there. Yeah. What I, what, uh, what I do in that cir- circumstance is I say, well, do you have a better suggestion? And if they, no, that's, yeah. they go, well, I don't know. I don't know. I go, well, I'm going to this place. You're welcome to join me. Yeah. And that usually that'll end it right there, but I've never gotten to that level. It's usually, yeah, that sounds good. And it's, <laughs> We want to, I think naturally we want to please, you know, like I, I think if you, if you're dating, um, and you, you take the lead as a man and you suggest a restaurant and you're getting a lot of pushback from her and then you do like what you said, that's a Mm -hmm. great suggestion. And she's still giving you pushback, get rid of her because she's already setting the stage up for the type of woman you're going to deal with later. A hundred percent. Read those cues. Like if she's going to be that difficult over where to eat, just get rid of her. Let her be somebody else's problem. Um, Because that's that kind of inflexibility and that indecisiveness in a woman is also unattractive um, and makes for a difficult life for a man. Um, and a lot of conflict down the road, I would just say, read those cues there. It's a good sign. It's a good test. Yeah. Get rid of her. Yeah. I would agree with that hundred percent. I w- so one thing I did notice too, is, uh, basically doing the same thing. Uh, when you're first meeting women, I, I met every woman I've dated like on dating apps. Cause I live in the middle of nowhere. So there's no, there's no cold approach out here, uh, <laughs> out here in, with the, in cow country. Um, so <laughs> So uh, every every gal that I dated out here was is on a dating app, and I noticed that you know uh, I would banter back and forth maybe like 10, 15 messages, find a segue to set a definite date, and I would always have a plan in mind, and I would say, "When are you free? Great, meet me at this place at this time on this day." You know, very concise. All they have to do is say yes. Ninety percent of women are like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." And yeah, then, that would be refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you would get uh maybe five percent that will shit test you on that a little bit and be like, oh, you're very pushy, you know, and then just be like, I yeah. know what I want, right? Yeah. Um, and then you get the kind that would sit there and go, Well, I don't like that place. Can we go to this place? And just then with those ones, I'm just like, No, we're going to this place. And if they give me crap, be like, Okay, you know what? This isn't gonna work out unmatched. It's just like Yeah, I think it's a good it. test. Like, that's a great way. People often ask me, um, one of the main questions I get is how do I find a submissive woman? Right. And I'm like, the the question just drives me a little crazy because I really don't think that you go out looking for a submissive woman. I don't think you, you know, you have a little checklist of all these things and you're just like, okay, okay, this is good. But if there was one sign that I would say for men to look out for, if they want to see whether a woman would have the potential to be like more submissive, or if you want DS 
dominance and submission in her life, which I highly recommend, um, is how agreeable she is to like things like you're saying. And also if she does little acts of service for you. So if you have a woman that shows you that she's, um, she offers to get you a drink or she offers to, um, you know, if your shoes untied, if she offers to tie your shoe or if she, you know, offers to give you like a foot rub after a long day or, you know, stuff like this mm-hmm. or bake you cookies, right? These acts of service, I think are really good signs right off the bat, whether a woman is, has the potential to be, um, a good partner in life because it shows that she wants to please. I don't mm-hmm. know if like, did, did the nurse chick have any of that with you? It's oh, usually 100%. something. Yeah. yeah she's, so. she's totally like that. I, I was, uh, when I first met her, I was training for marathon. I was doing it, getting ready to do a marathon. I was doing a whole bunch of races last year. And so I was, I would on Saturdays or Sundays go out and run like 18 miles, come back, barely oh, God, walk. Damn. I could yeah. barely walk. And she would just be like, lay down and give me a full like head yeah, toe massage and stuff. She's just, she's a, she's really great that way. Um, I will say this though. Um, so Dr. Robert Glover has a, has a book called dating essentials for men. And he talks about a lot of that stuff, right? Uh, not necessarily in the context of Dom and sub, but as far as men mm-hmm. taking the lead, and he says a lot of these types of interactions with women are are not only tests of interest, but a test of her ability to follow your lead. So yeah. when you um, tell her, he's like, don't ask her if she wants to meet you somewhere. Tell her, meet me at this mm-hmm. place at this time. And when I started doing that, that's really when you start seeing um, a woman's ability to, to follow your lead. Um, I don't know yeah. about, like, that's not necessarily, that doesn't lead to the to the bedroom. But once you get to the bedroom, if you start telling her to do stuff, like take off your clothes and get on the bed and she does that, there you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of women secretly really want that, Mm -hmm. um, but they don't want to ask for that kind of, you know, asking for it takes all the sexiness out. So when she feels like she has to ask for him to take the lead in the bedroom, um, that you're probably not going to get out of her because that sort of energy ruins it right off the bat. Um, yeah, it's but like, a lot of women it, it, want that. It's like women expect men to just get it. Yeah. Most men don't get it. And that's no, I think, <laughs> I, I think like men get it deep down. I do like, this is, I guess where I'm kind of like, I, I, why I'm so, um, why I lean so masculine and, and I care. I'm very pro masculine. Mm-hmm. I think men really do get it, but I think society just like tells them they're wrong for those thoughts that they have. Like if that were the case, I wouldn't have so many men, um, you know, in DMS and over the years, just asking me how to find a submissive woman and how to introduce, you know, kink dynamics into their bedroom and all of this. And I think that exists there because men instinctively know that they want that mm-hmm. dynamic. They, they want that lead and they want to be able to do that, but they're told they're wrong for it or somehow yeah. perverted for it. So, you know? so if a guy asked me that, like, how do I introduce it? I would say, just do it. Uh, what would you say? <laughs> yeah, I, I would do, I would say similar. Um, honestly, I think some of the most fun can be had outside of the bedroom first, Mm -hmm. um, where 
So if you're wanting to introduce it into the bedroom, introduce it outside of the bedroom first. Mm. So um, tell her what to wear sometime when you're going to go on a date. Be specific about what color you want her to wear. Uh, if she's going to get her nails done, tell her what color you'd like to see on her nails. Um, it can be very simple things like that. If you're going to be doing something sexual and you have, you know, you love lingerie, maybe you tell her if you're at that stage where you're like feeling comfortable giving her like a financial gift, right? And you're like, here's $40, go get something um, in the color pink to wear tonight, right? These sort of little ways of introducing that like lead into the relationship goes so far because outside of the bedroom is where men kind of miss it. Mm. And women want to be primed all day long. Like we love to be uh, feeling connected to that energy all day long, but men miss that. And so a way to keep her engaged in that is by doing those little things outside of the bedroom Mm. and then introducing it into the bedroom is not such a dramatic shift because when you just start in the bedroom, yeah. her guards up, right? She's mm-hmm. not, she's not warmed up to it. It's just like foreplay. Do, mm-hmm. do some of that outside of the bedroom yeah. and then, yeah. and then make the transition into the bedroom. But yeah, little things like that, like the nail polish color, um, you know, the, what, what to wear, like wear a dress tonight. I want it in black, whatever. Like these sorts of things are just so much fun to play with. I like, uh, uh, one thing I, I would do with a nurse chick, especially early on in the relationship, and I'll s- sprinkle it in occasionally now, is do a mystery date where I'm saying, hey, taking you out Saturday, wear, you know, wear your cute dress or whatever, and just not tell her what, yeah. what we're doing. And she's just like, what are what are we even doing? Now she's she knows that it's a mystery date, and she's just like, okay, like I'll trust you. But when the first time I did that with her, she's just like, okay, well, what... Um, you know, she, can I bring anything like what, you know, trying to get a hint of what we're doing. I'm like, just don't worry about it. Yeah, like, I got it. And <laughs> that drove her nuts. Just thinking about it, leading up to it. It was like, it's like one of the biggest thing a, a guy could do, especially early on in a relationship to really pique a woman's interest. For sure. I would, that, that would be awesome. Like if I were in the dating world, I would have really liked that. You know, mm-hmm. I think, um, control is a big thing for women, right? They don't really want it, mm-hmm. but they feel like they have to have it in order to um, get their needs met. So mm-hmm. because they're used to being disappointed um, and used to people missing the cues, like used to men missing it, uh, they just decide that they're either going to take control of everything and um, lead with that, again, that masculine energy, because that's, that's where that starts coming out. Um, and when they do that, they attract feminine men. So it just kind of keeps cycling, um, creates more of the same problem for them. Mm-hmm. And they think all men are shit, but in reality, they're just not allowing like a man, like you're describing, they won't give up that control mm-hmm. and kind of relax and see what that feels like, you know, let the excitement be there, like feel that it's okay. You know? Yeah. I don't think they want to do that. They're afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, um, we're at an hour, actually a little over an hour. Uh, this has been a real fun conversation. We can, we can talk more about crocheted penises and stuff. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Where, where can people find you online? Um, I really only have my one social, uh, which is on Twitter. So I'm M trad taboo on Twitter. And then my website's traditional taboo.com. All right. I'll put those in the description. M, thank, thank you very you so much. much. This, this was, was fun, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this. I got a lot out of this. Yeah, me too. Thank you. M, thank you for joining me. You're welcome back anytime. Um, people that have been listening to the show for a long time, they know that if I say that you're welcome back anytime, that, uh, actually, actually enjoyed our conversation and you are in fact, welcome back anytime. Uh, if for whatever reason, I'm just not down with my guest, you know, I usually don't say that. I usually just say, thanks for joining me or, or something like that. That's a little, little inside baseball. Uh, but seriously, fun conversation. It's always it's always interesting to get women's take on the whole like dom sub type thing. Most women are, are totally into it uh, at one level or another, you know, some women, you know, they're not maybe not into like being whipped and whatever, which is totally understandable. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't like that either, (laughs) but um, like almost all women love their hair pulled, you know, they love being dominated, you know, they love being, you know, held with their, their hands above their head, you know, stuff like that. Even if you just do like that level, like I would say 99% of chicks are into that, uh, more of the kinkier stuff. You might find a a lesser percentage, but, um, but yeah, most, most chicks are, are totally into that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, man, reach out to reach out to M if you guys want more information on how that can help uh, your relationship or whatever you're doing. <laughs> uh, before I go, I want to give a shout out to the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. Uh, like I said, at the beginning of the show coming in January, I'm consolidating everything down to three tiers. So if you want to get in with the current benefits and the current prices, sign up now select the annual payment option and you'll be locked into the the current rates and the current options. Um, Otherwise in January, everything's going down to just three tiers. Um, Tier one and two, the prices are going up. Tier three, the price is staying the same, but I'm, I'm only limiting calls to one call as as opposed to two calls per month. So those are the changes there. Get in before those changes happen and select the annual option. And make sure you get on the email list and get your free stickers. Um, you get all three of these stickers um, that are that are showing on the screen here. If you just go to list.comeonmanpod.com, sign up for the email list. I will send you stickers free of charge. Also, make sure that once you do sign up, that you um, periodically check your spam folder because I've noticed that some people, they're not getting the messages for whatever reason. So check that out. Um, I also have been going through the email list and, and manually sending an email from my personal email server just to make sure people are, are getting the messages because some people just aren't. Um, but if you sign up for the lists, just you know, hit me up on like Instagram or something. Just send me a DM and say, hey man, I signed up for your email list, but I haven't heard from you. Just feel free to do that too. And um, I'll make sure that, that you get your stickers come hell or high water. All right, guys. That's all I have this week. We'll catch you next week on Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning 
on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.